Welcome to the Aspiring High Performers podcast, the show where we embrace both the challenges and the beauty of our high performance journeys and aspirations. I am your host, Sanna Koyanen, a former professional athlete from Finland who is now guiding others to excel through mental performance coaching and breathwork in Denver, Colorado. And together, we are on a mission to achieve greatness without compromising our well-being or happiness anymore. So join me as we connect with experts, thought leaders, and inspiring individuals from the worlds of sports and high performance. We will uncover the stories, tools, and insights needed to craft and improve our own high performance lifestyles. So get ready, because this journey promises to be both enlightening and enjoyable. Hello, hello, and welcome to today. Welcome to today's episode featuring the Bella Bell. Oh my god, I, I don't know how to say this in English because I want to say it like Swedish way. Bella Berimark. Berimark, I think, is the way to say it in English. A powerhouse athlete whose journey is both inspiring and enlightening. I first found Bella through an Instagram post that resonated with me so much. And then I reached out to her because it was clear that she was an athlete who had navigated the challenging times of performance-based identity, which I also talk about here and there quite a bit. But she had just like... Hello and welcome to today's episode with Bella Berrymark, a powerhouse athlete whose journey is both so inspiring and also enlightening. And yes, you will hear soon. So I first found Bella through an Instagram post that she had posted that was just resonating with me so much. It was clear that she was an athlete who had navigated the challenging times of performance-based identity with grace. And then she also came back with insights worth of sharing. It was like, that's what the post basically communicated me, communicated to me. And then Bella is a middle blocker and plays volleyball. And she also left a significant mark on a collegiate volleyball with the University of Texas. So in the last two years, the team clinched the national championship twice, which is incredible. So what makes Bella's story particularly awesome is her candidness about the struggles that often show up in athletes' lives. So then she opens up about the pressure of performance, the journey for identity beyond the scoreboard, and finding joy and fulfillment in the sport she loves. Her insights are more relevant than ever, especially the social media era. So she's offering a beacon of hope and wealth of strategies for athletes who find themselves weighed by weighed down by similar challenges. So this episode is so great for athletes, coaches, or anyone involved in the high stakes world of sports. And Bella generously shares her experiences from confronting burnout and rekindling her passion for volleyball to embracing a mindful approach to competition and life. And now she's also has transitioned from the collegiate volleyball to professional volleyball since the recording like she was hoping at the end of this episode so I'm super super happy for her and I'm following her journey still so whether you're an athlete facing similar struggles or simply looking for a little bit of a dose of uh, inspiration Bella's story is sure to motivate and transform your approach to challenges both on and off the field hope you enjoy so if Somebody here would not know who you are. How would you describe yourself now to the world? Okay, so, um, I mean, yeah, my name is Bella Bergmark. I'm a sixth-year senior volleyball player for the University of Texas. 
Um, I would describe myself as someone who is um, constantly learning about themselves and wanting to share that with the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been through a lot with volleyball and um, I'm still young, but I feel like I have learned a lot of things and I still have a lot of things to learn. Um, share my experience where I can yeah and that's it like that's exactly how I got to know you it was just like a random um Instagram feed or something and then your story popped up in there and I was like oh my god this is perfect like she's really embodying the message that I'm trying to like convey or like also express in my coaching yeah. so then that's how I reached out and I was kind of like hey would you want to do a live together because I think you sharing your experience would help so many of the athletes who for example might follow me right now it is such a big problem. But before we go, go into the problematic phase of yeah. your life, um, how about your background as a student athlete? Like, how did you, did you always play volleyball? How did you end up in Texas? All that good stuff. Yeah, so. Just kind of, you know, bounce around between sports and then volleyball ended up sticking because um, I could jump pretty high and I was, somewhat tall and then obviously I had a growth spurt later on in life uh, but uh and then some point during my club career a few people were like hey we think you could be really good and you could play in college if you really commit to it and I was like oh okay I didn't even know that was a possibility and then ended up getting recruited to play at Cal at UC Berkeley um and I played there for four and a half years um I redshirted my my sophomore year and then COVID followed my junior year. And then after my senior season, after my senior spring, um, I graduated and everything and to the transfer portal and then got picked up um, a Texas uh, for my last two seasons. So uh, I then played for Texas last season, mm -hmm. won the national championship with them, helped with that. Yeah, congrats. I feel love that um this uh Jen, jenna was also from or like played at the cu yeah when i was a volunteer assistant there so i was like yeah excited to see that yeah, yeah jenna jenna and i um played at the same club team oh, we're from the same yeah. area yeah that's awesome yeah so it's kind of kind of random how it worked out yeah but yeah so, so then yeah i'm in my last season now um and trying to make the most of it you know before before the season ends yeah hopefully to win another championship but taking it by day yeah as you should but as you should um so then it sounds like there's there have been quite a bit of like changing around rather than just like having like a one four-year period and i know covid yeah. is such different time in our lives and how that has affected like also student athletes lives it has been all it's just over as a like sports has been just crazy um did you but when did you notice that there was some like little bit more like challenging symptoms that like okay sports starts to feel a little bit more stressful than it should yeah yeah well I year every season seemed to be a bit of a challenging time right like you get into the, this routine um you know you're spending a little bit more time on well out of necessity you're spending more time um, as a team, like practices, lifting, watching film, focusing on these things, because obviously you want to win games. Mm -hmm. um, so every year it kind of was like, okay, I'm getting to a bit of a rut. All right. And then, you know, as the month go on, you're like, okay, I'm back to my, I'm back, I feel like myself again, we're back to it. But I think um, last season was a unique experience for me just because um, I was really burning my uh, candle at 
both ends. Mm. Makes sense. Uh, Absolutely does. <laughs> just the level was a new level. I was getting acclimated to playing wise mm-hmm. and city wise, which I loved. I thought it was it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I was also working really hard to try and. I was in a master's program, so I was working really hard to. Um, I was taking extra courses in a master's program, which was regardless of how easy your master's is, it's still a lot of work. Yeah. Um, I was trying to navigate the social media side of things as well by um, trying to reach out to brands and potentially trying to make money doing that. And um, I wasn't having a lot of success with that either. And um, I think a lot of things just culminated to... Uh, yeah, I think I didn't realize it at the time, but then as a few months went by, I was like, "Holy smokes!" Like, I'm exhausted. Like, I'm, I'm like something needs to change here because I'm, um, I'm not as ha- happy as I used to be. Yeah, or as not as happy as I'd like to be. Um, so I think last season was a big sign for me that I need to change some things mm-hmm. in my life. I need to change some priorities and how I am going about, um treating my day-to-day life what I'm filling my extra time with yeah um how much how well am I taking care of myself last season was the the pinnacle of okay you need to change some things so um yeah following um last season international championship you know I had a I did a huge 180 on um how I took care of myself whether it was trying to go explore the city a little bit more um i talked to my coaches i told them like hey i'm I'm struggling a little bit i need to adjust some things and they're more than happy to help me with that um changed my class schedule to allow some more free time um and yeah just really i really tried to like strengthen my my friendships and make more friends and really develop my life outside of volleyball Mm -hmm. um and in doing so it really helped uh, once I started to really love my life again and really love and be grateful for my experiences rather than um, see them as, at the time, it, it did feel, it felt like more stress-inducing. Um, mm-hmm. But once I, my, my, my perspective started to, uh, to change, um, a new sense of gratitude kind of filled that space. And it definitely... Um, yeah, it, it changed everything, everything, how I approached the game, how much more fun I started to have, um, how much I enjoyed my life outside of volleyball and not only looked forward to practice, but mm-hmm. when I was having difficulties during practice, not seeing them as, um, as me lacking as a person, but just as the part that comes naturally with volleyball, you're going to make mistakes and that's okay. Yeah, and that's part of the process. Um, so it just, it, it changed my entire perspective um, once I decided to reprioritize uh, my mental health, I guess you could say. Yeah, that's awesome. And how would you describe like how it affected your sports and life and maybe school? Like in the beginning when you um, were not feeling well, just I think it's this important to kind of like maybe for those people who are like wondering like, am I on the limit? Like where am I with it? Right. So would, could could you maybe describe something like how did it affect your sport or life when you were not that happy anymore? Yeah, um, I'd say sport wise. Um, I mean, I've always been someone who like worked really hard no matter what, um, and so I think I felt myself kind of disassociating a little bit because I felt such intense pressure, such intense like uh, self applied pressure. Um, 
I noticed something was off when I started to disassociate a little bit during practice and uh, and I was focusing on things not in the moment and I was just trying to get through practice instead of really enjoying it trying to get better yeah um school wise um I they I mean I would have like to some degree like um a kind of like panic attack when I would have all these assignments building up I would wake up at the crack of dawn to do my work for hours before I went to go lift and then went to go practice come home and keep doing homework um it it felt really really heavy it felt like there was a lot to do not enough time Mm -hmm. and um it was anxiety inducing for sure yeah um I think think I became a bit more withdrawn I wasn't really willing to share with my teammates or the people close to me what I was really going through I didn't want to I didn't want to appear as being weak I didn't want to be seen as not being able to handle everything yeah so I kind of I mean I was I mean I was happy my friendships I was happy my relationships um but when it came to things that consumed most of my time it made me a, a bit un- unhappy so yes yeah, I'd say that's kind of how it affected me in those areas. Um, thankfully, I was still able to keep up with those classes. Um, and, you know, in volleyball, like I was still able to help contribute to a one dimensional championship. Uh, but it definitely it felt for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that because it's, it really, and I think you, what you shared in the beginning, just like, like you loved it, but it was an adjustment to like the level intensity. Like mm-hmm. even though we love that intensity or the next level that we might be stepping into as athletes or as humans in some part of our lives, it will take some time of like adapting to that level. And I think that's something that is like, it just requires more energy, mm-hmm. period. And it's normal. But then if there's, if that's kind of like, like you said, burning the candles, candle from both ends, then that becomes a really hard adjustment period that like then the adjustment won't necessarily happen unless it's like you just like are really burnt out at the end. So I'm really happy to hear that there was also like then a shift that you made. So was there a sign like, do you remember like a moment or something that you realized like, okay, no, this needs to change? Um, well, I mean, there was a point during the season towards the end where I was like, okay, I, I'm going to commit to this team and I'm going to commit to helping us win a championship. I'm going to do everything that I can because I know if I'm pushing myself and everyone around me is going to get better. Yeah. But I don't I don't know if I can do this for another another season. Um, at that point, I was like, okay, I think, I think something's not right here. Um, but I didn't know what my options were at the time. At the time, I was like, uh, I have to find an escape. Um, yeah. But I don't know what that is. Um, it wasn't until that winter break following the season, um, that I really started to take a step back from volleyball and just look at my life and look at people in my life and think about what do, what do, what do I enjoy about myself? That's not volleyball. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized, well, I haven't really, I have some interests, but I haven't really pursued those, uh, as much as I could in order to feel more joy in other parts of my life. But as far as a specific moment. I can't, I, I can't, it was one thing, it kind of were, look, it's very, okay, so, no, yeah, yes, no, we can hear you again, yeah, you're good. 
talk for too long. Oh, um, this is never been, yeah. Um, uh, but it was, I could pinpoint a specific moment when I was like, all right, this needs to change. Yeah. I think it was like a culmination, like looking back, like, wow, that was really hard. Um, I, I don't think I could do that the same way. Yeah. So it sounds like it was more like gradually building and then, yeah. And then at some point it was like, okay, you cannot do this sustainably anymore. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And so when you started making that change, like consciously, did you um, talk with your teammates, your coaches? Did you get help from, do you have like a sports psychologist probably on your um, volleyball department to help you out? Like what that process looked like when you wanted to get started with it? Yeah. So I think I, at, the, at the time it didn't feel like, uh, it didn't feel like, how am I going to like heal my burnout? It just felt like, how am I going to? feel consistently happy again mm -hmm. um and i really was trying to do anything to give me like little ounces of joy here and there um and i think the that accumulated those little bits of joy added to my life every single day accumulated into kind of my recovery mm -hmm. but specific parts of that was like yeah i talked to my coaches and i was like hey i'm really struggling um uh, i and it was actually it was actually Jerry, my head coach's idea. He was like, okay, well, like, let's change your class schedule. Like, do you think that would be helpful to you? We can make, like, you're, if you already have your degree, you've already, like, you know, graduated from Berkeley, the program you're now has alternatives. Um, so, like, let's give you some more time to get back to yourself and let you have more me time. Um, mm -hmm. So, that was huge. So, just more hours in the day for myself allowed me to pursue whatever avenues I wanted. And at the time, mm -hmm. I was, super interested in networking for for like professional development because in my mind I was like okay I'm gonna go work in the corporate world after this um mm -hmm. so I was like hey let's just network like it's for ourselves into meeting people making connections and building skills and so I went on this little stint of like doing commercial real estate financial modeling for a little bit and um kind of dabbling in excel and learning how to use these things and networking meeting people um interviewing for internships and and jobs um but having that extra couple hours in the day to myself it i wouldn't have been able to do those things and um find joy in these new things i was doing without that um i also made an intentional effort to to try to make new hobbies outside of like professional stuff but just like pure self-enjoyment like I, I bought a bike yeah like okay let's tr let's try like riding bike to class like let's see how that feels and i it was so nice just to be outside feeling the wind on my face beautiful mornings um luckily we had a beach volleyball season so i kind of had an opportunity to step away from indoor for a little bit uh, and focus on something that had zero expectations put on it whatsoever it was the first was the inaugural beach season of texas volleyball and we got to go to Hawaii and we, I got to play with a bunch of different teammates and learn. It basically was like learning an entire new sport. You have to um, figure out how to um, strategize completely different. Obviously, I'm in the middle. It's it's not uh, walking is the same, but I got to serve. I got to I got to pass. I got to play <laughs> now all these things. So being able to cultivate these new skills, whether it's trying new coffee shops, riding bikes or uh, developing myself 
professionally and making connections and building up that side of my life, or it's still related to volleyball, but in a different way, mm-hmm. it really took the pressure off of the, it took the pressure off myself um, to perform in indoor volleyball because I was having so much fun outside of it. Um, I kind of put things into perspective and I was like, oh, wait, like, and when once I did go back to indoor volleyball, I was like, wait, this can be this can be fun again like this this can be fun um i just need to stop putting so much pressure on myself it's very much easier said than done yes um and i didn't it wasn't like i was trying to do that it just sort of happened because i was trying to um pour into my cups outside of all yeah 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 oh my god i have so many thoughts i don't even know where to start but let's just start one and i'm so happy about the coaches like having that like availability to help you mm-hmm. and then just like wanting to be part of the process in a very good way and like helping you out not everybody is that lucky um but then i think it's like i think that's in- encouraging to hear that other people also that might be in a similar situation you could go through your coach first yeah. if the if if there is that like oftentimes we're too afraid to express that like okay i'm actually struggling because we don't want to like like you said just we just don't want to appear weak yeah. Or that, or that I don't have it because at, at the same time, obviously you have it, you want to be there, you want to be supporting the team and all of that. But I remember also like when I was um, battling with my eating disorder and I kept it like secret from everybody. And then at some point it just like reached to a point where it was like, I cannot do this alone anymore. So then I got help. And then the person who was helping me was also like, you would probably be better off if you would talk with your coaches about this. Yeah. And I was like, hell no, <laughs> not going to do it. But then afterwards, um, I did talk with them and they understood and it was really awesome to have their support to know that this is something that I'm right now battling with and I'm doing my best for the volleyball part too, but I need to fix this so that I can be better in volleyball as well. So I just big thumbs up for all the coaches who can support the players also outside of, well, not even outside of, but understanding the other parts of life that also need to be a little bit more aligned so that we can be better in the volleyball court. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. And I, like I said, I completely agree. Um, I think it, it's a privilege to have coaches that want mm-hmm. to help and who view you as more than just a volleyball player. Yeah. Like one thing that I, um, that I, I feel really, really grateful for are my coaches because mm-hmm. they care about volleyball. Of course, it's their job, but mm-hmm. more than anything, they want to make sure that we're all taking care of as people. Um, and our coaches have been coaching for a long time and they've seen and heard everything under the sun, um, when it comes to their players. So most things aren't really a surprise. And I'm sure that a lot of coaches have had experience in certain things, but not, not every coach is that way. Um, mm-hmm. and so that's why I do feel very lucky to have, uh, have coaches like that. Yeah. And the other thing about that, what you just shared was, uh, what I uh, noticed was like, for example, like feeling the wind on your face or like buying a bike and how you said it was like, let's just see how this feels, mm-hmm. which is like, to me, it sounds a little bit more like mindfulness approach because then like, so did you start doing meditations or something to help her out or, or how did you, um, ended up doing that? So I, I did, I was, no, I start, I eventually, I do meditate now. I do practice mindfulness now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't until I'd say a few months passed when I kind of started to realize like, wait, this moment is so good right now. Like, let me just take an extra second to soak it in. Um, 
like the sun on my skin feels amazing right now or like wow i'm sitting here with my best friends and i get to see them every single day like let me just sit here and really feel this moment with them for an extra second whether they realize it or not mm-hmm. that's something i've started to do once once my relationship with um with joy started to feel like more like gratitude yeah yeah um i didn't i didn't start off doing it although now in order to sustain to try and sustain my mindfulness and sustain my happiness and my balance in my life i do actively meditate like every day uh yeah even if it's just for a couple minutes um i do try to do that yeah but yeah. Yeah, it's something i learned it wasn't not it wasn't something that actually helped me how to start yeah how cool how cool i love that um because then what i also heard from that was like i didn't have an expectations to like how this should feel and I think just like having an experience of something that you didn't have expectations of how it should feel was kind of like almost like showing you the door to that freedom that is also then possible, like, first of all, in a like, for, um, uh, beach volleyball court. And then if you were able to do it there, then like, why not apply it to also to volleyball? And yeah. like you said, definitely easier said than done, but it's... I love because I think that's one of the biggest things that we talk a lot about with my clients as well. It's the expectations that we put on ourselves. Oh yeah, and it's it's everything. At least like from my perspective, like it's such a big deal. And like, how do we approach the sport? And how do we feel when we are in practice? Can we actually enjoy the moment, or are we just worried all the time? Like, are we fulfilling the expectations that are often just like impossible? Yeah, to feel happy at the end of the day. Um, so how has the transition been now? Like, okay, now you are in volleyball court. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before I go in there, I want to touch on the expert part because that also was a huge yeah. part. Um, yeah. Once I started, once I started expanding my experiences outside of volleyball and like I said, not having any expectations for how these things would feel or make me feel, but just trying to experience new things and collect information based off of that, um, and I started to view volleyball the same way. I was like, okay, right now, literally none of this matters. Like, it's the spring. Well, it matters, right? You're still trying to get better. But, like, my goal is, like, I don't know where I'm going to be in three months. I don't know where I'm going to be in six months. I might not even be playing volleyball anymore. I don't know. I'm just going to try to enjoy this for what it is and see it for what it is and not for what everything means. Um, and in doing that, there were less expectations and I was, was playing more freely. I was having fun and having success. And those things kind of like went in that order, you know, it was like reduce the expectations. Okay. Just have fun. All right. I'm having fun. Mistakes don't feel like it's difficult. Yeah. Mistakes, mistakes are just, they're neutral. You know, it doesn't, yeah. you're not good or bad. And success is, I can enjoy it. I don't, I'll have to like when I put expectations on myself and you have success it's like oh okay finally what a relief Mm -hmm. I did I did what I have to do and then if you have expectations and you don't meet those expectations then it's just um this huge storm of self-doubt and yeah and there's no joy in there no like either you're relieved or then it's misery it's like so what's the joy in there Mm -mm. Yeah. And so removing expectations and literally making my entire focus, okay, just have fun. Just enjoy this time with your teammates. You know, I don't know the next time I'm going to be able to play with this exact group of girls again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to have any re- 
regrets in the future about, man, I wish I had just been more present or I wish I had really just enjoyed this more. Yeah. So make that intentional effort right now. And then in doing that, you know, I started to play more freely and it, it became a lot of fun again. And then having a lot of fun turned into, wait, I forgot how much I love volleyball. Like I forgot yeah. that I can still have, I can still have goals and I can still have dreams and still not put expectations on myself during practice. Right. Um, and just started to redevelop again. And so the expectations part is huge. It's huge. Yeah. But it's, it takes time. It doesn't come in one day. It doesn't, just because you say, yeah, okay, no expectations today. It doesn't mean all of a sudden it's going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it never is. And even if, you know, even if you have like a week of really good practices, playing freely, playing joyfully, that doesn't mean the next week it's going to look like that too. Yeah. But it's just continuously reminding yourself. Um, yep. Sorry, it's, it's, I have a very vocal cat. It's fine. We like the company. <laughs> yeah. So how have you been able to like manage those expectations when you're back on the volleyball court? Because I think that's kind of like the familiar place for those to like emerge again. So did you yeah. have some challenges with that and how did you deal with them? beginning part of the season you know that i that told myself the same thing that's my mantra just have fun mm-hmm. just have fun don't no expectations just have fun like one of my coaches came up to me and she was like all right so how many blocks are we trying to get this game and i was like i i don't have a number in my head i'm just trying to go out there do my job and have fun she's like mm-hmm. okay i like that approach and i'm like yeah mm-hmm. um and then but inevitably like once those thoughts in your mind have existed previously, it's possible for them to come up again. So I kind of started to have moments of, of self-doubt and moments of um, low confidence and kind of trying to fill in the blanks of what other people are thinking about me. Yeah. But now when I approach it or when I when I feel those things, I, I recognize that I'm like, okay, I, I had a feeling that that these thoughts are going to come back. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised to see them, but, but I can feel them and I can still have fun. I don't need, I can feel these things. I don't need to give these thoughts all my attention. Yeah. Um, so just having that positive self-talk, regardless of the thoughts that are back in, in the back of my mind, um, it's really important. And also reminding myself of, of um, my mind, Remind myself my mantra. Just go out there, just have fun. Don't have expectations. What's not in your control is not in your control. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason to worry about that. But what is in your control is. So, so do your best in those things. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just like over time, I'm like, with the, whether it takes a couple minutes or maybe the timer again, um, whether it takes a few minutes mm-hmm. or maybe it takes a couple days, being able to talk myself down again yeah get back to that place of joy get back to that place of fun um it's possible and i it it goes both ways like just because you have negative thoughts in the past it means that they can come back but i have also experienced playing freely and playing joyfully and i know that i can have that again as well so i kind of remind myself of that try to tap back into that um and give myself a lot of grace too because Mm -hmm. human psychology is so intricate and complex um uh, it, it's impossible it's not impossible but it's very difficult to master your mind and it's something I'm learning has to be consistently trained and I'm learning that even on my own um, just the way that my thoughts go should I leave my thoughts to their own devices um, 
left like alone. It's not. It's gonna take me down a place that takes me away from joy. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk about this with my mom too. I'm like, mom, I think I need to. I think I need to buy that mental toughness book that I worked on when I was 12 with my coach. Like, I think I just need to keep reminding myself of these things so that when when the thoughts come back, I can I can tap back into the joy a little bit easier. Um, mm-hmm. But it it does it the thought negative thoughts do come back. They don't go away forever in my experience. But the the man that needs to dictate how you play or how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. I knew this was going to be good. I knew this was going to be so good. And <laughs> you have like absolutely exceeded all the expectations of this. <laughs> I um, agree. I just agree like 100% with all of that. Just for example, just the fact of, or like that you mentioned about the feelings and the thoughts that will come up again. It's not that we just never will have negative thoughts again, but then learning that we can actually develop that skill where we can manage those and decide like, okay, do I want this thought to like now let that one to like almost like grow into this disastrous thinking that will then have an empowering, not empowering, but like just like this feeling that is going to take over completely of my performance and how I feel about myself. That's something that we can train and then it's going to be more manageable. And just thinking about that, like if we can learn that skill, how much more power do we have? like as humans of our experiences and all of that it's like oh my so good and i love that this is coming from you because you're not a coach right now or this is like you're just a player you know just like no you just learned all of that you know Mm -hmm. so i think why this is so exciting for me is like this is a perfect example for all these other athletes out there who might be thinking like well i don't know if that's possible for me like i don't fit for her but no, it is possible. Like there's a way that we can also like start training our minds so that we can have those experiences and have joy and like have less stressful expectations. So thank you for sharing all of that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I know we had a hard, we will have a hard stop in six minutes. Um, so yeah, was there something you wanted to add for that? Well, I was going to say that I, I get it. in response to reels that I posted, yeah. people kind of telling me their stories and how they struggle with burnout and like, what can I do? I really love volleyball or love basketball and I want to get back to that place again. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and yeah, I just, like I say, I just try to tell them my story a little bit and I can't, I'm not a professional. I I'm, haven't been trained in these things. I can only speak from what has really helped me. Um, but I know that my experience is not, it's not unique. A lot of people share the same feelings, the same thoughts. So yeah. Perfect. Well, that's a great bridge for the next question. Exactly. So what would you say to those people, um, the other student athletes that or professional athletes that might be right now struggling with joy and they realize it? What would you just help them? Well, would you help them? um, The first one would be don't ignore your life outside of your sport. Like go to those concerts, hang out with those friends learn a new skill, learn new hobbies, because we have so, there's so much more to life than just our sport. Even if it, even if it is how we get paid, even if it's how we spend all of our time, mm-hmm. it's really important to cultivate your life outside your sport. Um, the second thing I'd say is, yeah, make time, like talk to your coaches, make adjustments. If what you need is a little bit more time for yourself, find a way to make time because mm-hmm. it will be worth it. It will be worth it. Um, the third thing I, I would say um, is to remove expectations again. 
yeah and try to play for joy easier said than done right but mm-hmm. sometimes for me like just trying to make um just trying to give myself like one success criteria for the entire day maybe that's success like when i was at my lowest of low my success success criteria was give out 10 high fives today <laughs> so yeah were my teammates the best i could it completely unrelated to my play it could be as simple as that um but just sometimes just focusing on just trying to have fun just trying to be in the moment be competitive embrace the sport see it as a game mm-hmm. and not something not something that determines your self-worth yeah um and then i would also say give yourself time yeah like these feelings don't heal instantly mm-hmm. um they don't resolve instantly sometimes depending on who you are it might take might take you an hour might take you two days might take you two months for me it took me like probably like five months five months mm-hmm. in the end to like kind of feel and then since then it's just kind of been an upward traje- trajectory but it's not it's not linear yeah um and it's important to give yourself grace and to understand that this might take time mm-hmm. uh, and having that self-compassion is really important yes absolutely oh my god i love all of those um so then my last question about that even though i still want to keep talking um is <laughs> like what are your dreams and goals now yeah yeah well it's the it's some of complete 180 right so i mentioned before i wanted to go start working in the corporate world or whatever but um now like i would like to go play professionally that's my goal off for this season i want to go play pro um i like i said i don't really like i have like some dreams and goals that like, i don't really feel like saying right now but my expectations are really just to enjoy the experience i want to develop my skills as a bubble player i want to enrich my life with more experiences around the world and i want to continue playing the sport that i love um while i still have the physical ability to do so um yeah because there, there's a small window right yeah so oh my god i want to say hello well, yeah. hello this is not again. <laughs> um so yeah right now um the goal is to keep finding ways to enjoy my day-to-day life make time for myself go play pro in the future meet new people have make new experiences um yeah that's that's the plan right now and i'm i'm trying not to see too far ahead into the future yeah i really like to be present enjoy where i am right now um and right now you know i got uh, my last season to go we have we have some goals of our own so that's what i'm focusing on yeah as far as the future i'm getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and getting comfortable with not having all the answers right now yeah so that always that's part of the old yeah yeah and I think I'm really excited to hear um, just like the professional dream in there. So it's not something that you gave up because like there's a fear of like not necessarily being able to have the joy when many people think that the expectations will just grow yeah. when you step into that pro level. And it might be true, um, but I think like you are so much more well equipped to get there and yeah. like actually have a great season, have fun and have everything in perspective after these experiences. Is I think one of the biggest misconceptions, um, like I play professionally mm-hmm. and now that I coach in the U.S., it's almost like we, people think that once they reach a certain level, the feelings of self-doubt or this like um, inadequacy will go away. Like yeah. once they reach that next level, but it's no, but that's just not, it's not 
that's not how it works because it's like there's always the next level and there's always somebody who's going to be better than you. So then the expectations of that you put it on yourself is something that we need to like solve within. Right. And then I think, I don't know, I'm just excited to hear like all the work that you have done and the future that is ahead of you. And I know it's right now 10-10, so you have to go. Yeah. But I really want to thank you for taking the time for this. I am so grateful that you took the time and shared all of your insights and experiences. And I wish the best season for you. And I will absolutely follow your journey. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. It's so good to talk about this, especially with you, because I know a lot of your content covers a lot of the stuff that we've been going over very specifically. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that both of our both of our followings can benefit from some information shared. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm very grateful for this opportunity. Um, you're an amazing person, and thank you for asking me to do this. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm sure we'll be in touch. Yeah, we will. Is there anything else that you want to um, end with? Or is this a uh, before? We're gonna close it out. Any, just out to anyone listening, I'll just say, just remember to have a grateful heart um, and things will fall in place. You'll never miss anything that is, if it's not meant for you, you'll, you're meant to be on the path you're on. You're never too late. Um, you're, not, you're not too far behind anyone else. Everyone's journey is unique. So give yourself some grace and have a grateful heart. Yeah. Yes, that's what we're gonna be ending yeah. it. That's so beautiful. Awesome. Thank you so much. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Aspiring High Performance Podcast. I hope you found today's conversation as inspiring as I did. And remember, achieving more doesn't have to come at the expense of your well-being or happiness anymore. But before we part ways, I want to share two important things with you. If today's conversation resonated with you, if it reinforced the thought of what could be possible for you, then please consider becoming part of the community. So please subscribe to the podcast and take a moment to leave a review. Your feedback means the world to me, really, and it helps me to continue bringing you the valuable content that you like. And secondly, as we venture forward on this journey, I invite you to join my exclusive email list where I share the written versions of high performance nuggets that help you achieve more with less stress and worry, totally free. So you can join us through the link in the show notes and you will find a community of like-minded individuals all driven by similar dreams and desires as you will see if you join, for example, the virtual breathwork sessions or my monthly membership later on. And together we can make reaching that next level a little bit easier when we are surrounded by the support and shared aspirations that can help us to do so. So lastly, thank you so, so much for tuning in and being a part of today's episode. So until next time, stay driven and go master the day because you might just be closer to your goals than you think.